the founder and executive director of Higher Ground Society. And this is the very first episode of the Higher Ground Society podcast. Um, Before we jump in, I want to give everyone a recap. If you missed the preview episode that was released earlier in this month. Um, So Higher Ground Society is a nonprofit organization that utilizes the arts and the humanities to facilitate conversations and community uh, and to help us understand each other here in uh, the state of Alabama. And so that's the actual organization, but the podcast is a uh, program of sorts of that organization in which um, we are uh, featuring and highlighting creatives from Alabama who are either native or who are currently living in the state. Uh, And not only creatives, but also humanists. So people who are practitioners of the humanities. And um, we're just getting all up in their business. (laughs) Uh, And we are getting to know them and their crafts because it definitely speaks to the state of Alabama, the incredible people that we have here who make the state um, what it is. And so for our First episode, I have one of my very best friends here with me, Raza. Tell hello, Raza. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, where do we want to start? I guess, let's tell everybody how we know each other. Do you um, want to tell the story or do you? We met in 2013. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Popular app. On the popular app. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. met on, we started chatting and then we had a lot in common and we just kept chatting. And then we just became friends, very good friends. For a long Absolutely. Time. Which I think is really important for the people, for the girls to know. Um, yeah. You can be on those apps and... Find um, literally one of your best friends. Yes. Find people of substance, people that will stay in your life for, you know, it's just like seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy it's been that long. It is. I mean, it feels like it's been longer. We just kind of like fold yeah. into each other. <laughs> but also, the other funny thing is, I think we can count the number of times we've been able to hang out in the same space, like maybe on two hands. That's it. Absolutely. I want to say actually maybe on one. No, we probably, we probably made it to two by now. I think we never lived in the same place. That's right. So we have never, so at the time I was living in Auburn, I had graduated, but was still working mm-hmm. and living in Auburn and you were... Living in the sticks. The sticks. Montevala. Where? Montevala, <laughs> Alabama. Yep. You don't have to say it like that. I, that's how they say it, though. <laughs> oh my god! Well, yeah, so you were going to University of Montevala at the time. I was going to University of Montevala, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and we just connected, probably mostly over music. Yes, I think the very well. Okay, a lot of my friendships start over. Start over, Beyonce. I can see that. So I think we started we started our friendship over her, and then I think we both um, we both had either the same or very similar Sade vinyls. Oh, uh, I didn't have vinyls at that time. So you were a little oh bit- maybe maybe I'm thinking of, but we we loved Sade, and then there was just a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, it was music was probably the basis of our friendship. 
which is a beautiful thing and really speaks to this whole, you know, program, like what we got going on today. So, um, yeah, so I guess, oh, I explained the concept of this, this whole podcast. So actually, Reza's the inspiration for this podcast. No, you are, you are. Um, how did it come up? Uh, so yeah, so Reza has released a good bit of music to the world. He's given the world some 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 Johns, and uh, I was randomly listening to my favorite album of his, which we'll talk about later. Um, and one of the songs like really spoke to me, and I was like, "Oh, this is just so good!" Like I was just driving along to the going to the grocery store, and I was just vibing, and I was like, "Oh, people need to hear this song, need to hear this music, and need to understand the story and everything." And I was like, let's make that happen. And so I texted him literally that moment and was like, hey, would you want to do a podcast talking about your music? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, sure. He just jumped on board. And um, yeah, so the concept develops to where the podcast, the High Ground Society podcast, will be featuring again uh, Alabama creatives and humanists. Uh, but since I'm surrounded by music and I myself am steeped in music and musicians, all my, a lot of my friends are involved in music. Um, it will work like this. So if the, the artists have music released or something, or they're working on something that I've heard, I get to pick one song and then we dissect uh, the music and the lyrics and everything. And then the guest artist gets to dissect, um, they get to pick a song and then they, we dissect that as well. And then at the end of the podcast, everyone gets to hear the music. Uh, and this is just how it works with musicians, but say if I have a poet, we'll, you know, we'll go over their poetry and they'll do some reading and it's going to be really great. It's going to be good, 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 good stuff. So, um, yeah. So before we get all to that good, good stuff, Reza, tell the people, who are you? <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Well, um, my name is Reza. <laughs> As Gerald said, I grew up in Alabama. Um, I am a Pakistani-American, first-generation, Southern man. (laughs) Um, A lot of my music, it's interesting. I I try to talk about my music through my own lens, but a lot of times I'll write about what I think is current going on in the world, or I'll write about my own personal relationships or issues or whatever I want to talk about in that time. I don't have a specific genre, but I I grew up listening to a lot of R&B. Okay. Lot. Um, but now I, I create mostly alternative, experimental R&B. Um, I like really atmospheric music, and that's that's kind of what I usually go for. And yeah, I think you definitely succeed in doing so. The song that you picked is very atmospheric, and it really takes you to a place and uh we'll, we'll again we'll get to that later but um so i mean like so you said you were born and raised here in alabama i was born in weymouth massachusetts but i was right in birmingham alabama in birmingham. Um, i was three um we my family came over here when i was three years old we came to hoover back when hoover was tiny and there was nothing here there was just hunter street that was <laughs> and that's it um currently i, I moved to boston about four years ago now, and I've been up there for a while, um, and I work there as well. Yeah, so what, what did you go to, what are you doing for school? For school? Yeah. It's still going on. I'm just, 
<laughs> what were you studying? <laughs> I study psychology. Okay. Um, I, uh, my whole path in education has been really interesting and very funny because um, I'm still continuing my education and I probably will for the rest of my life because I do find it important. Yeah, um, yeah. And now I work in education. I, I do that by day and by night. I am a, a singer songwriter, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, I'm, I told you, I'm gonna get, I like to get up in people's business. So mm-hmm. um, what do you do for work? <laughs> I work at Harvard University. Yeah, yeah, nice. I work on a tech support team for um, an academic technology department. Nice. Yeah. I think it's important for people to know and to see because it shows uh, that you can be pursuing your dreams and your crafts and doing stuff on the side while doing something. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important, especially for folks our age, um, to know that if you're an artist, you can still do that nine to five and then do what you need to do on the side yeah absolutely and you have been doing it um so let's get into you kind of hinted at this a little bit but let's talk about the people that you listen to you said you listen to um r&b folks yes so who so who who influences your sound what are some of the artists that you really go to that like really take you there yeah so there's certain artists that i've grown up listening to who will always have some sort of influence on my sound um beyonce as we talked about yes queen mother I, i learned how to sing mostly from watching and listening to her technique mm-hmm. um, i grew up listening to a lot of shakira Okay. Love her. I love her earlier stuff because she was such a rock chick and she was really passionate um, in her earlier music, especially her Spanish songs. Um, I grew up listening to Janet Jackson a lot. I was waiting on that. Yeah. Was, those three women, those are like my maternal figures in music. <laughs> and they always will be. Um, I love Janet. My favorite album is by Janet the Velvet Rope, as you know. Mm-hmm. And, but currently, when I listen to music now that really inspires me, and um, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this, I wish I, like, you know, that, that feeling when you're like, oh, I wish I wrote that, or I wish I made that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love listening to FKA Twigs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love FKA Twigs. Um, I think she's genius. Um, I listen to Old Seal. <laughs> okay. Old Seal. I think his voice is just magnetic and really haunting and really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an, there's an artist I think I've um, shared with you. Her name is Con- Concha Buica, Spanish artist. Yes. And her voice is like out of this world. I've been listening to her since high school and she has a big influence on me. Yeah. But I love, I love like neo soul. I love experimental R&B, more like current modern day. I love it all. Um, and I, this past year and a half, I've um, gone through, like, I feel like I go through a music renaissance every few years. <laughs> That's important. And this year, I had a huge epiphany in that I love country music so much. What? <laughs> so much. Country music is, like, one of my favorite genres And that it's, when you get good country, it's, it's true. It's just three chords and the truth. Like, it's so... Okay. I love the songwriting, and I love how... You can just tell a story so easily with country music. 
Yeah. This is news to me, though. I don't know. You told me this little tidbit. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I went through the entire um, Dixie Chicks, now the Chicks. Yes. Coffee, yes. Um, the past two years, and I love them so much. Um, we both have a love for Casey Musgraves. Yes. So I love I love incorporating that kind of like simple songwriting, mm-hmm. like an experimental R and B sound. Yeah, you I know? think one of the things with country music in particular is that it's all like you said three chords in the truth, um, but it's all a lot of it's all about telling a story, mm-hmm. um, which is what I want. I picked the song that I picked that you did this time around because it does tell an amazing yeah. story. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned the chicks. Like I literally just listened to their latest album that came out. I think maybe yeah. a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, I listened to it. It's earlier this week for the first time, and they came back after their long hiatus. Yeah, sixteen years, I think. And they did what they had to do. They did. They really, really did. I really liked it. Um, but it's funny that you should also mention them as like one of the main ones because prime example of the storytelling in music, their song from, I think it's a Landslide album, um, the Traveling Soldier song. I love the song. Oh my gosh, like, yeah, it's so perfect. And it, it, and it, it makes me weep, you know what I mean? Like Every time. <laughs> so good. Um, that is one of my favorite albums. The song Long Time Gone is my favorite. Oh song. yeah. That is my absolute favorite. Um, I listen to it every time I, um, well now every time I do, but, when I came home this time on the plane, whenever I leave Atlanta, I start listening to that song. Aww. It's like, oh, I'm coming home now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now I gotta go listen to them after. <laughs> I don't know how they how they pair with a rainy, stormy day like we have today, but I definitely wanna listen to them after this because I'm all yeah. hyped up on them. They are just, Natalie, I don't know the other girl's name, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> Natalie and the girls. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they, they really, um, they really do a phenomenal job. So, um, I guess kind of coming off of that, going back to your sound and everything, I think one of the things that I like about your sound is that it's not like stuff that I personally listen to a lot. It kind of stands out. Mm. And I think, well, I mean, the only other artist, which is probably me showing my musical ignorance, but the only other artist that I could probably think of that has like some of the same sounds and stuff that you have is probably MIA. Yeah, I could see that, especially for the album that you love. I could see that for Yama. Yeah. Um, that album was inspired by a lot of world music, a lot of Bollywood music and some MIA as well. Yeah. So would you say there's like a connection to like your heritage that kind of comes out through all your music or just this one, that one album? I think... You know what? It's so funny you ask that. With that album, it's very clear. Like, it's on the surface. Which is why, again, I think I like it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, all the elements of, like, South Asian music, they're bubbling up, like, right there. You hear them when they listen to them. But now as I think about how I write a song and how I make music, um, when, some, when I'm writing something through my own lens, my culture comes through regardless. Like, it's not an accident. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's because it's coming from a certain place, whether that place is, um, even if it's highlighting a different part of my identity, some other parts still bubble up to the surface. So that, I think it's it's true. That album is very clearly, like, very, like, 
South Asian, Pakistani proud, but this, but the other work I do, it can still kind of come through sometimes. Yeah. I mean, also just, I think just like your vocal technique and it just comes out like, which I love. So I just really appreciate that you stayed true to that and you, you, you know, don't shy away from it. It it definitely speaks to your originality um, and your authenticity, which we love to see in music these days. Um, So, I mean, I guess that was kind of me leading into us finally talking about (laughs) the songs that we chose. So I'm going to go first with the song that I chose and it's called, um, do you roll the R or you just... Slightly, don't put too much mustard on it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna do it because I do what you want. I want to do. I want to be true to the to the culture, though. So, roti roti. That's good. Oh, okay. So yeah. So roti roti is uh, a song from Rob uh, Reza's. Which album is this? This is the. It's not the first, is it? Second. Yeah. It's the second album that you wrote, self-produced did the album art too like what you do very well with that by the way i was looking over your (laughs) discography i was like this graphic content like you know this graphic the graphic gotta be good at everything (laughs) (laughs) like this is really good um but so yeah yama was released in uh march of 2015 yes that's right yes i remember (laughs) 25th birthday 21st. 21st. Oh, yeah. shit. I'm trying to make you older than, <laughs> than you are. So, yeah. 20- <laughs> I think it was, that was my 25th birthday year. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's gotcha. what it was. But I remember yeah. you doing the whole campaign on Instagram. It was cute. It was well crafted and put together. Um, but I guess I have here the um, the little, I guess, summary or, you know, description of the album that you have. Yeah. And it says, uh, Yama the God of death, Uh, when speaking in terms of war and systematic oppression amongst all marginalized people, death is always a topic of discussion. This album is made from my own accounts of dealing with racism and prejudice in my daily life. My heart and soul went to this record. I hope whoever listens appreciates it as well. I do appreciate it. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, we're obviously going to include this track on the end, but, you know, just give kind of give a little sample now, give you a little taste. So yeah, this is a roti roti, and I mean, so just, um, 
yeah, tell us about it. Like, what what's the inspiration behind the song? So there's a few things I want to talk about. This particular song I'll always be proud of because um, it is the story my nanny would tell me and my sister and my cousins um, about her whole experience throughout the 1947 Indian partition. And it was a really violent time because one day um, these British folks just draw lines on a map that make no sense. Yes. These are new countries. Do what you will. And when they did that, you know, there's there's always been a lot of um, unrest between um, Indian Muslims and Indian Hindus and that there's always been a, a culture clash, a religious clash. Um, and at that time, it was really strong. And so people were fleeing and people, there was now a country that was designated um, as like this this country for Muslims. And, you know, she talks about leaving, running, being terrified, holding on to her baby brother and ultimately getting to a refugee camp. And in that camp, she was giving two rotis. And roti is kind of like, um, it's just like a flatbread. Yeah. Thank you for letting the people know. Because I was like, I, I thought I knew. I just want to make you sure. Know, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's just flatbread. And, and they, she was giving two with um, a little bit of... Um, what do you, how do you call it in English? Um, dal in Urdu. Yeah. But in English, it's, um, it's lentil. Not... Okay. Lentil. And um, when she talks about that story, she says, that was like one of the best meals of my life. Oh my gosh. Because, and I don't imagine it being very tasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was more of a, in that moment, she felt safe for the first time or what could have been weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's usually, that, that's always where the story ended. She never went past the refugee camp. She never said, and this is what happened after. Um, and she's always done that, even to this day, if I ask her, that's where she ends the story. And I think it's because after that, she doesn't equate telling the rest of her life as like part of that story. Uh-huh. She likes to keep it separate. Sure. Because I imagine after, shortly after that, she she tried to become a normal teenager again. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, normal for those times, if, and you know. So that's what that song is about. And I, I wrote that as an homage to her. Um, I really do love that song. It's been a long time since I've listened to it. But I really love that song still. Um, but I wanted to say something about the entire album as a whole um, that I really, I got to thinking a few years ago and that was um i was listening to rhythm nation by janet of course and i remember a few years ago she talked about rhythm nation and she said something along the lines of she's really proud of it but when she wrote it she was very young and she was really naive Mm. and i feel very similarly oh sure and that when i listen to it now there's parts of it that i'm like yeah that's true but i was writing and thinking about it in a very um, from a very small mind, you know, I was 21 and at 21, you're angry about everything in the world. Cause you're <laughs> learning about it for the first time. And yeah, I, I, I listen to that now and I'm like, Oh my God, as a 21 year old, I'm really glad I said those things. But looking back, I was naive to think that anything could come from this. I was naive to think that my, um, ideas of certain things couldn't change or grow. And mm-hmm. I think it's a, 
I'm really happy with the way it turned out still, but I do think that people should know that going in, you know what I mean? They should know that it was written by a young person who, whose ideologies have changed a bit, who, um, whose political awareness has grown, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you should say that because I mean, whenever I listen to it, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm not evolving as I need to be. So I mean, I'm curious, what do you think? What what what's different now than um than then? What's different? I think there's just a deeper understanding of my multiple identities. Sure. Uh, there's a. I think there's um. There's ways of talking about being a gay brown person that I would do a lot differently now than I did at that time. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Okay. Yeah. I and I think you and I have had this conversation before where it's like, if I write about just being, if I write about like a gay relationship in a song, that in itself is a big deal because no one who looks like me has done that yet. Right. Do you know me? Or not done that yet, but who has who's really made it to like mainstream or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I think just what I consider to be um, revolutionary, quote unquote, you know, that has changed for sure. I see, okay, okay, okay. Well then, well, I thank you for sharing that story um, about your nanny, which is your grandmother, yes? My maternal grandmother, yeah. Is there a different term for maternal and paternal? For father, it's daddy. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I love this. This is what I'm talking about. The culture just yeah. <laughs> leaps off. Um, yeah, so you're Nani. And so just to clarify, because I'm a big I'm a historian by, not trade, but <laughs> like, I went to school for history, so I like to get all the details and everything. Yeah. And so if you can, so she, Nani was in what is now India? Or? She was, yeah, yeah. But it's in current day India. So she was in current day India, um, when she escaped to, I guess this land, this area was not, you said the British came in and drew all these lines and created Pakistan. Yeah. Because and, it was all India before. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And she just kind of grew up there. So she wasn't running for, by herself, right? She had a little brother, right? No, but it was the family? It was, it was the, the family, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, that's like one of my favorite things about this song is because like, again, it's so, I hate to say imaginative, it's illustrative. There we yeah. go. It really paints a picture of this time. And I mean, I guess you can, I mean, you can, probably can't equate it exactly to Slumdog Millionaire, but I mean, it's kind of the same rift, right? Where, you know, if you, people are familiar with that movie, um, one of the, the first scenes that we see is um, Jamal's mom in their, um, I guess, their apartment complex, <laughs> their little neighborhood, their community. Like, there's, like, a raid, right? So yeah, just, yeah, I remember that scene. Not, I wouldn't call it a raid, but it's just to give people a mental image of what's going on, to liken it, what, yeah. you know, what your grandmother was fleeing from. You know, there's just this, this violence, this you know, this rift um, between these groups of people. And it was very violent, very dangerous. And you really captured that um, in the 
the song, you talked about um, holding a baby brother, which babies can get heavy, <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. so you're holding an entire, uh, a whole life in your arms as you're yeah. fleeing. You talked about um, fire and, 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 and uh, blood, her feet, you know, she's talking about how her feet were bloody mm -hmm. uh, and jungles. Like, so are these some of the things that she kind of, you know, elaborated on, or is this something that you kind of took artistic? Uh, it's a mixture of both. Okay. It's a mixture. Because I, I think when you're, like we said before, when you're telling a story, you use what you have. Right. And I went a little extra. And I've only, I don't ever throw in, especially because this is like her life. Yeah, sure. throw in things that would, um, that would make it, you know, bombastic or anything. Yeah. I, I wanted to accentuate how terrified she must have been. Absolutely. And every time she tells a story, she tells it in this, from this place of like, I survived that, but also it was terrifying. Yeah. She's very proud of herself. Yeah. But she also doesn't want to talk about it too much. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so has, has she listened to the song? Has, has Nani listened to it? Years ago, yeah. When, it, when I first created it, she listened to it. OMG, what did she say? Yeah, she I told her what it was about, and she was like, oh, that's really nice. I like it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, cool. So, I mean, uh, like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, okay, little boy. <laughs> yeah. My parents love that song. That's actually, I think if, if there's any song that my parents really love, and they like to like share with their friends. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I can so, see why. It's very mean because you really you captured history, you've captured captured uh, heritage, your family story. Like it's this, it's goals. Honestly. Thank you. Uh, so I mean, do you have anything to share in in the way of like the technical um, things that you that went into the song? Like, you want to talk about how you made it and like? Yeah. Um, I was really inspired. And now that I say this, you might be like, oh my God, I hear it. But um, around the time I was creating this album, um, here we go back to Beyonce, the, <laughs> the self-titled album came out. Okay. And I was singing the song Mine every day to myself. Mm -hmm. And I was creating the song and I remember um, I had all the, actually, I didn't have these lyrics. I freestyled. Um, the verses so oh. when I first started that's all I didn't have that written down and I um I was thinking of that song and I loved her tone and I loved how like she came in the song so relaxed uh -huh. and so that I decided to come in that way and then <laughs> have a separate track of like just vocals that were anguished in the background to make it seem like something was kind of coming from far away like impending doom mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I remember going through that process technically and like sonically, it's been so many years. I don't remember the exact, um, kind of ding moments I had in my head when I was creating it, but I remembered that cause I was like, I love this song and I want to like emulate this kind of vocal quality. And so I tried to do that. You yeah. did it. I Thank you. It. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it resonates with you so much. Cause it just like creates this moment. And I mean, I think that's what... I don't know, I don't want to sound elitist, but maybe all music should do that, right? <laughs> like, it should, I think, create this experience and not something that you just kind of just, you know, breeze through. And that's what this song yeah. really does that. It just, it really, 
transports you to that time, to that space, to the to the images, and it's, it's incredible. Solange says that she creates worlds in her music, yeah. um, and I, I do that too because um, I realized that when I was even writing a song like Roti Roti, I wanted to use my own voice as metaphors within the song. Like I said, this kind of distant echoey vocal, and it, it sounds like something's coming, but you don't know yet. When we get to the middle of the song and the song speeds up, like we are running, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I try to do that and I try to create that world within my music as well. Yes. Well, I think we did a good, you know, analysis of that. Yeah. So, roti Roti. Um, again, the whole song will be at the end of the podcast. So please hang tight at the end and then get your, your feels and your thrills with that one. Um, so what we're going to do now is... Take a quick break and we'll come back with the second song. Birmingham native Shadice Nicole is a health influencer who began her journey in 2012. After graduating college, she found herself to be full of stress, anxiety, and depression. At that time, she weighed over 350 pounds and felt unhealthy inside and out. She took her health into her own hands and began to change her eating habits and started working out. She has successfully transformed herself into a happier, healthier version of herself, and she's 120 pounds lighter. Now, she helps other people transform their lives with their health business, Change of Plans. Change of Plans focuses on natural solutions for weight loss and holistic healing. Shanice creates health programs for her clients while providing meal prep, gluten-free breaking, and a line of organic juices that are becoming quite popular in Birmingham. This is a growing business that is based on health and wellness. Shanice seeks to change the lives of many by influencing a healthier lifestyle. She truly believes that food can be medicine. She is living proof that if you change your eating, you can change your life. For more information about Shanice and her products, visit her website, www.changeofplans.co. Hi. This is Reza, and you're listening to the Higher Ground Society podcast. Here's my song, Roti Roti. Parental discretion is advised. The 
Roti Roti by Raza. So, you're probably wondering, huh, 
I thought there was going to be another song with more conversation. You are correct. However, Reza and I talked for so long and had such great conversation, I didn't want to cut any of it. I mean, we really went deep and reflected on some really important stuff. So, you're in luck. This month, there will be a bonus episode of the Higher Ground Society podcast, and it will be aired on this Thursday, October 29th. So keep your devices dialed in and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you can be updated on when the episode is uploaded. I'd like to take the time now to thank you for listening to the very first episode of the Higher Ground Society podcast. It truly means a lot to me that you tuned in. The music featured in this episode was provided by none other than our special guest, Ruzza. The intro music is one of his other songs, The Question, which I'm also a fan of, and of course, Roti Roti. And that's it for now. Everyone stay safe, and we'll catch up later this week. Peace. <laughs>